Hello, football fans in Hamilton from coast to coast and around the world. This is the fifth quarter on AM 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin. Good Saturday morning and welcome to fall. And on the, I guess this is technically the second day of fall, the Tiger Cats do not fall. Ladies and gentlemen, Hamilton went to BC and came out with a victory. Yes, for the first time since 2011. Cats have won in BC, beating the Lions 24-23 on a, uh, well, almost a last-second field goal by Sergio Castillo. I say almost last-second because, well, there was 10 seconds to go. Tie Cats with a huge win. I thought, for me, the best game, or at least the most interesting, intense, exciting game of this 2017 season. And lo and behold, the Cats come out on top. I'll throw open the phone lines if anyone is still awake at this time. We very much would appreciate your call at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. You can email your thoughts, rick at 900chml.com. We have a few emails streaming in, and uh, we have a a flood of tweets, as we usually do here on the fifth quarter. You can tweet uh, your thoughts on tonight's Ticats win at Rick Samprin at AM900CHML. What a ball game tonight. I have my player of the game. I did have, you know, if BC won this game, I would have went with Ty Long. Five for five on field goals would have kicked what would have been, I guess, the eventual game winner. But lo and behold, the Ticats come back, storm back, and win with 10 seconds to go on a great Castillo 49-yard field goal. And he had his issues tonight. We'll talk about that throughout the show. For the first time tonight, I thought, oh, no. Please don't tell me the Ticats have a kicking problem now. That's the last thing we need because Castillo has been great all year long. But uh, he slipped a bit tonight but certainly redeemed himself before the night was over. Final score once again, Hamilton 24, BC 23. Cats now 3-8 and eight on the season. They are, uh, pardon me, 3-9 and nine on the season. They are tied with Montreal for third in the CFL's East Division. BC now falls to 6-7. and seven. The only team out West that's now sub-500. BC last in the West Division. Even though they still have the same amount of points as Saskatchewan, uh, the Riders at 6-5, and five, two games in hand and tied in points. So the Riders, at this point, still in control of the crossover spot. All right, let's go to the phones. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. We don't want you to stay up any later than you have to. We'll get to all the calls tonight. So hang tight if you have called in and you are on hold. Let's start with Frank, who's first off the deck. Hey, Frank. How's hey, it going? Uh, Rick, how are you? I'm fantastic. I'm good, too. Um, I couldn't call in last week. I was at the game. But uh, anyway, I, uh, I know our season has been a bit of a disaster, but uh, things are looking up. And I have to say, I was standing holding my breath when that kick went up. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so happy. It was like, wow. You know, it was just a relief. Um, I'm not a big BC fan, never have been, and... Uh, to go into their den and uh, win the game, I'm, I'm totally impressed. It's not easy to do, especially knowing that this game is an 11 o'clock Eastern time start. Uh, you know, they're, they're done at 2. I mean, these guys have to be drained. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought the efforts, I have a number of check marks and X's tonight that will go through. I thought one of the check marks is certainly the effort from beginning to end. Uh, this team showed a lot of hearts, a lot of intestinal fortitude. They did not give up when they were down. They came back, retook the lead. Uh, when they were down late in the fourth quarter, uh, they didn't shy away from uh, the opportunities and the challenges in front of them. I thought they played a pretty good game. Yeah, I totally agree with you. The the, the effort was extremely impressive. Yeah. I, I'm happy, and whether we make the playoffs or not, um, you know, if, if things are just keep going up, I'm happy with that. It's games like this that make being a Ticats fan worth it because you want to see them do well, and when they do, especially in a scenario like this, uh, you know, it makes us proud, right? Yeah, certainly. 
Yeah, like I'm, I'm ecstatic right now. It's two in the morning, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's a beautiful thing. Hey, I'd, who, be, I'd be phoning friends, but they probably, I will lose. We're going to sleep, you know. <laughs> My prediction is looking better and better. I said four the next five. Well, I'm three and one. Wow. And I'm not sure who they play next. Could you tell me that? Uh, yes, I can. They play the hated Toronto Argonauts. Oh, there we go. At there's, Tim Hortons Field next Saturday. There we go. There's my prediction. There you go. Who's your Who's your player of the game tonight? I have to say Mr. Green. Man, he was fantastic. It was unreal. It was unreal. He was unstoppable, and they should have given him the ball more in the first half. Like, I was... Uh, you know, I was like, wow, look at this guy, <laughs> you know. Yeah, you know what? They shouldn't have cut him at training camp uh, yeah, to, it to begin with. Wonder, eh? like, I know <laughs> C.J. Gable, he's a great back, but yeah. it's, it's, you know, he has his ups and downs, too, with injuries. And uh, let's see how this green guy goes, you know. So far, so good. All right, have a great night. You too, Frank. All right, bye-bye. Take care. 905-645-3221, star 9900. A line is open in our Christmas tree-like phone bank, which is uh, just unbelievable to see at 2.05 in the morning. Ron is next up. Hey, Ron. Yeah. Uh, hi, Rick. Uh, <laughs> i got to compose myself. Uh, that was an exciting yeah. ending, eh? Pardon? That was an exciting ending. Oh, it, the whole game was. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. Stakes and all. Uh, by the way, Mazzoli is my player. I know this this new guy uh, that took uh, Gabriel's... Uh, yeah, you're talking about Alex Green? Yeah, yeah, uh, he was fantastic. Um, so why do you it, say Masoli? What did you like about his game in particular tonight? He was, even though he made mistakes, mm-hmm. he was in control, okay? Uh, but uh, of all the plays... Um, Oh, jeez. <laughs> we'll, we'll forgive you. It's 2 in the morning. Take your time. <laughs> Rick, I did, I, I've been in, in and out of sleep all day. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I had a feeling today is my birthday. Oh, well, happy birthday. Thank you, Rick. Uh, 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 the cats did it for me, okay? Uh yeah, pretty sweet birthday present, that's for sure. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. They gave me a gift. Uh, sure, they made mistakes. There's one thing that I'm a little upset over, and that's this Saunders, is it? Jalen Saunders, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's got a mouth. Either he keeps it under control or needs to be sidelined. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? He had uh, 10 catches for over 100 yards last week. He had zero catches tonight. Yeah, I, I know. Uh, my uh, little guy, Brandon Banks, was in there, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played a nice first half. He did, and he made that circus catch, which turned out to be a non-catch after it was challenged. Yeah. And uh, yeah. But he did have the touchdown, and he's he's proven to be... A, um, a a more than capable weapon. He's uh, a guy out there who defenses have to really keep an eye on. And uh, I, I'd like to now this this game against Toronto. Mm-hmm. Okay, is that NTO? No, no, it's here. It, it, oh, it's here. We we got him in our house. Yep, next oh, Saturday. Lovely, lovely. Uh, I'm going to make a prediction. Lay it on us. 21-10 for Hamilton, naturally. Ty Cats <laughs> win next week, 21-10. to 10. Yes. I'll take it. I'll take one to nothing. Uh, I, I, I'm just I'm so, uh, too excited to sleep. <laughs> well, Ron, hey, it's your birthday. I mean, you can't go to bed now. No, I can't. <laughs> I, I'm going to put a movie in and watch and help. Oh, jeez. That sounds like a good. Hey, if you got a tape of the, uh, you know, the nineteen ninety nine Grey Cup or the eighty six Grey Cup, I mean, that's good watching. Oh, I wish, I wish. <laughs> hey, Ron, thanks um, for the call. I'm in search of Rick, I, uh, I really am. Uh, I love the cats to death. Uh, my cousin back in, oh, what was it, fifty five, took me to my first game. Oh wow! In years of age. Do you remember who they played? Are you kidding? Did they win? Uh, no, they didn't. Ah. Well, as long as it wasn't against the Argos, that's okay, I guess. Uh, Rick, I did not understand any of the plays. Oh, yeah. 
the game period. Well, how, and how old would you have been? Ask my cousin any questions because uh, she was an Argo fan. Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. And how old were you? Uh, seven. Wow. That, that's uh, obviously a great memory. Oh, it is. Um, I, I've followed the team up through the years, and I love them to death. Okay, there's only one team, and whoever plays uh, for the Hamilton Ticats, okay, I don't care who it is, uh, win, lose, or draw, they're my team and always will be. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's the way it goes, Ron. We appreciate the fandom. Thanks for calling in, and enjoy the rest of your birthday. Thanks, Rick, and uh, you have a nice weekend. Thank you. You as well. Great call from Ron. little uh, reminiscing of years gone by. Uh, I wasn't around in the 50s, but I can only imagine the uh, the hype around Ivor Wynn when you have uh, you know a legendary team like the Ticats, who were pretty darn good in the 50s and uh, 60s, and uh, going to your first game. Going to your first game in any sport, to me, is just a wonderful experience. I remember going to my first baseball game in Exhibition Stadium, walking from the concourse to my seats, and just seeing the green, and, and, and it just hits you this hot summer day, and it's it, everything's larger than life. Football's the same thing. You walk out from the concourse at Iverwin, uh, you, you know, you, you go to your seats, and everything's just so big and loud, and the guys are huge, and uh, the fans are loud, and uh, it's just a, a wonderful, wonderful experience. Uh, still to come, we have Brad, we have Dave. Let's go to the. Uh, actually, Dave is at the top of the deck. Hey, Dave, how are you? Hey, Rick. Great, great, great victory tonight. Yes, thumbs up all around. Yes, I texted you thumbs up, but I figured I was going to go to bed, but I figured, well, if Rick's up, I'm staying up tonight, too. Excellent. Appreciate the, the company. Got to love that green. When's the last time we had 140 yards? From oh, my God. I, I was just racking my brain trying to think. I cannot recall. I can't recall either. It's Maybe been a, a few generation. years. Who yeah. the heck knows? Who cares right now? We won. <laughs> That's right. Listen, yeah, the play calling was better tonight. Um, you know what? We win next week. We're in it, man. We win. We beat Toronto next week. We're back in the hunt. Uh, there's no doubt about that because we'd be two points behind the Argos. That's right. And, and, uh, and well, no, not with a game to play. But still, two points back with... we got to play Montreal twice. Got to play Montreal twice. They're not doing so well. Ottawa's we'll still Ottawa on the docket. Again. Yeah, you never know. We can maybe steal one off of Winnipeg with this team right now. You never know. Can, high. Can, can you imagine if this team, which started 0-8, made the coaching changes, had the Art Bryles uh, fiasco, the Johnny Manziel rumors? You know, I did a blog earlier this week that you know asking if 2017 was the worst Ticats season ever, and and they could still make the playoffs. I mean, it's it's unfathomable. If they uh, make the playoffs, it'll be a comeback. Even to make the playoffs would be a comeback of almost immense proportions. Well, yeah, no 0-8 team has ever done it. Well, there you go, and uh, I think we can. And I want everybody out there, because Toronto's coming in town, we need you out there in the stands. Yeah, definitely. We, we don't want those announced sellouts. I, I want to see an actual sellout. Yes, I will be there. Yeah, well, good. Well, who's your player of the game? Oh, yeah, for sure. Green, without a doubt. Yeah, he was phenomenal. And, and this guy, who knows? He may even get, you know, this is the first game. Uh, yeah, I wondered the same thing. Where the heck? Why wasn't this guy here? Um, <laughs> well, he was, I, and they got rid of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, 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 you know, I love C.J. Gable. Don't get me wrong, but I think this guy deserves another shot next game. Yeah. Oh no, no question. Dave, appreciate the call. Enjoy the weekend. Take care. Enjoy your tea. Thank you very much. I am. It's Orange Pico. Orange Pico. Right now. I know. I know. I always get chided for that. Peco Pico. I like to say Pico. And uh, it's not even half gone. I made it during the three-minute warning. <laughs> Knowing that, hey, the show is coming up. I got to get my tea in, and uh, had a tea at around uh, what was it, like nine o'clock. So this is this is tea number two. I'm, I've been pretty good. I haven't really been uh, going overboard with the uh, Pico slash Peco. Twenty four twenty three. Tie Cats victorious tonight after a a very exciting fourth quarter roller coaster. Really, yes, it was a comeback, but it was a roller coaster. Tie Cats went into the fourth, leading eighteen to seventeen. BC had taken a 23-21 lead with under two minutes to go, and the Ticats with 10 seconds left. Sergio Castillo to the rescue uh, wins it for the Cats with a 49-yard field goal, 24-23 the final.
Still have Manny and Brad on the line. Guys, we're going to take a break. When we come back, just two minutes, we're going to get back to you and your comments uh, here on the fifth quarter on AM 900 CHML. Hey, welcome back. Rick Samprin here. We have Ben Strawn on the other side of the glass producing tonight's program. 24-23, the final Ticats over the BC Lions. Hamilton now 3-9. BC falls to 6-7. Not only that, Ticats win their first game in BC since 2011, and they break a four-game losing skid against the Leos at the same time. All of this while collecting two more points in the standings and... Uh, hosting Toronto next Saturday. That is September the 30th. It is a 6.30 p.m. start time at the Donut Box. Our fifth quarter will begin at 9.30 or whenever the game ends. Uh, we have player of the game votes for Alex Green. He leads the pack right now in a vote for Jeremiah Masoli. You can make your vote by either calling us at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email your choice for player of the game. Or your thoughts on tonight's big win by Hamilton, email rick at 900chml.com. Or tweet us, use the hashtag fifth quarter at Rick Samprin at am900chml. I have some check marks and some X's that I'll get to a little later on in the program because I know people want to go to bed. I also have some uh, uh, an important announcement from some of the alumni in town that will be in town next Saturday before the Ticats entertain the Argos at Tim Hortons Field. Uh, there's one other thing I do want to mention before we go back to the phones is there was a couple of instances in tonight's ball game where I thought the officials let us down. And when I say us, I just mean fans. I thought there was at least two instances in which, and I don't want to sound like a homer here, but a couple of BC Lions receivers I thought were way offside. I mean, they were almost on Hamilton's side of the field. And... Uh, and the ball wasn't even snapped, and no flag was thrown in both those instances. Maybe they were in that gray area. I don't know. They looked offside to me. I just wanted to relay that to uh, to the fan base. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. We have Manny and Brad, and Brad is on the line with us now. Hey, Brad, how are you? Mr. Zamper, how are you doing? I'm A-OK. How about you? I'm doing just fine. Excellent. Yeah. No, it's a good game tonight. Fantastic. Yeah, I thought it was yeah. the most exciting game of the year. I, I would have to agree. It, you know, it was uh, definitely exciting. <laughs> uh, my, my neighbors would agree. <laughs> after, after, yeah, just after that first touchdown, uh, the surround sound went on and the yelling and screaming started. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, but no, it, it was it was good. Solid, solid game by the defense. Uh, you know, they've just gotten better. Uh, since June Jones has uh, come along, and and uh, you know the uh, I can't think of his name, the other the defensive coach, uh, uh, Lolly. Lolly, yeah. And since Lolly's taken over, I was I was unsure about him really. Well, yeah. I mean that that's the thing. Whenever you change a coordinator and a coach, you just you just don't know, especially when you see some of the mistakes uh, continue in the first and second, maybe even the third game. But I think as Philip Lolly has kind of massaged and tweaked this D a little bit. Uh, it it has played better. Yeah, well, I was worried because he I mean, he really hadn't you know been a D coach since like he was coaching high school. Yeah, you know, so I was like that was that was his only experience, and apparently it was only for one season. So I was like, wow, what have we gotten ourselves into here? Exactly. But, uh, He's, he's done all right. And, well, I mean, look look the at the responded. look at the last four games in particular. They they only allow twenty two points against the Argos. Yep. Uh, they allow twenty two points against Ottawa. Uh, twenty seven in the loss against Saskatchewan. But you know, turnovers really you know punched them in the mouth uh, last week. And yeah. and twenty three tonight on the road in what in what is usually a tough place to play. Well, yeah, they're down uh, probably averaging eleven points from what they were at the beginning of the season. Oh yeah, in a lot in allowing you know allowing points it was. Uh, they're doing very, very well, and uh, they seem to be managing to stay healthy, knock on wood. Yes, please knock on wood. We don't need yeah, any more well, of that. <laughs> believe me. <laughs> uh, and then the offense, we're just, I don't know, we're pulling out of the woodwork. Uh, Brandon Banks, I mean, he's just, he's been reborn. You know, he's uh, he's getting better every week. You know, I, I watched him down at practice a couple of days there, and, and uh, he's getting out there, he's making the catches. That catch he made tonight. Mm-hmm. That, that they took back. Right. It was. It was. It was one of those ridiculous, you know, uh, turning points in the game that well, didn't yeah. that didn't turn out to be a turning point because it was well, called back. But I mean, yeah. what well, a grab! TSM caught him on the bench 
yelling he was robbed. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go, you know. Uh, it's uh, and Green just boy come he hasn't played in what you know uh, since uh, twenty. Uh, what did I write down? I wrote it down here. Twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen yeah, was his last official game. Five years, man. That's like wow. Well, no, not five. Three years. Three years. But, but still, that's uh, that's a long time. That's a be, long time. Long time to be mowing the lawn. <laughs> yeah, you that's know, true. You know, it just, I mean, like, you know, okay, he might be in, in, in uh, you know, training room shape, but, you know, game shape, which when you think about it, if he's only in training room shape right now, mm-hmm. it's going to get scary. Yeah, well, he did look fresh. He did have... Uh, I mean, he was running with a purpose. He wasn't. He wasn't. Uh, you know, tiptoeing around there. He was oh, no, putting he his wants, nose down and getting. Job. Yeah, getting he some big games. Job, you know? And and like I say, he can't. He can't do much more than get better. You know, as he gets into into game shape. I agree. A couple of blocks yeah. that he missed tonight, which obviously is going to happen to any running back. But and, well, and in that yeah. obviously he'll see that in the film room. But otherwise, yeah. he was really good. Well, I mean, yeah, got to remember he's coming from the NFL where they really don't do a whole lot of that down there. Mm. You know, they're not used to, you know, you're running back, here's the ball, run. Exactly. It's not like, okay, we're not giving you the ball, but you're going to block. And it doesn't happen a lot down there. And, you know, so coming up here, getting used to that, um, hey, you know, I think uh, giving a little more time, uh, you know, he'll be able to manage to do it. Uh, and it just makes, you know, I mean, we've got CJ back there. And, I mean, admittedly, CJ is getting a little long in the tooth. He's had his injuries, and he's he's hot and cold. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, more more often than not, and uh, right now we've, in my opinion, we've got uh, we got Rush Ironman there. You know, he's a great little runner, uh, and he's young, not afraid to take a hit. And you got Green coming in now, who can give a hit. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a couple times tonight there that that one uh, in the, towards the end of the game there where he he struggled for the ten yards he got. Um, and ended up having, you know, our guys, you know, push him along another couple of yards to get uh, first down. Yeah, but he kept those yeah. legs chugging, and, uh, kept, yeah, he got yeah, it. Yeah, they were chugging and pumping and, and anything he could do. Uh, <laughs> Masoli was cool as a cucumber tonight. Nothing phased him. The only thing I think phased him uh, was the, uh, you know, he got upset when um, when they called the uh, um, time count violation on him. Right. He got he got pissed about that. And other than that, he was cool all night yeah. long. You need it from that position, no doubt about it. Who's your player of the game tonight? Uh, you know what? <sighs> it's a toss up between Green and Soli. It really is. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I gotta go. I gotta go. With Green. You know, better than a hundred yards over on the night was a hundred and one forty. One forty. Yeah. I mean, boy, we haven't seen one forty since. No, and that's on thirteen carries too. Yeah, that's 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 no, pretty darn good. That's an eleven yard care uh, average. That's not so bad, you know. Yeah. Ten uh, ten point oh, eight hey, to you, be exact. You were reminiscing of earlier about first games. Yeah, my my first game, nineteen seventy two, Great Cup. Oh, get out of town. No, that's, that's a good way to start. Dad, yeah, Dad won tickets. For, he was uh, driving for Yellow Taxi part time uh, while he was working at Stoco. Oh wow. And uh, he won a pair of tickets for the Grey Cup. And, uh, yeah, 1972 Grey Cup, you know, watching Ange lift that trophy. That's amazing. I was hooked. Oh, how could you not be? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, hometown Grey Cup, we win. I mean, the town went nuts. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was, it was, it was uh, one, one for the ages, that one. No but, doubt about uh, it. Hey, Brad, thanks for the call. Enjoy the weekend. All right, you too, Rick. Have a good one. Thank you. Uh, let's go to the top of the deck. He's been waiting for a while. Manny, good morning, Manny. How are you? Good, buddy. How you doing? Thanks. I am good, and thank you for holding. Oh, no problem. Uh, I'll always, I'll always be on, no matter what time of the, what time of the morning or what time of the night, buddy. <laughs> Appreciate it. So, what do you think tonight? Well, I'll tell you what. One day I'm going to call in Rick, and I'm not going to talk about personnel. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, but it won't be tonight. It's not tonight. All right. Okay. What do you okay, got? Okay. So, listen. I, I, you know, I've been talking about it all, all year, and and really, that's what it comes down to again. I mean, what's happening now is that. Is that players? Uh, obviously, some players have been shuffled around. Banks is uh, not the returner he used to be anymore, but obviously, he's finding niche now as a receiver. He doesn't have to focus so much on the return game or at all on the return game. Right. Um, obviously, the big the players that weren't were our stars that weren't playing as well, including Banks at the beginning of the year, are starting to step up more, uh, step up better, and and performing better. And really, but again, we're coming down to personnel. Is is that Players are being challenged in positions now. Uh, what, what, what Green did today 
at the very least, is going to make Gable that much uh, more uh, ready or prepared or want to get in there again. If Mazzoli was to falter, and I hope he doesn't, but if he's to falter, I can bet you we'll see a better Zach Kolaris when he can get that chance again. And in, in all positions, the kid uh, uh, Jones, all year, he's dropped some really critical passes. And, you know, and now, unfortunately, with this band that he had, creates and chambers had a hell of a game. And, you know, so all these little, sometimes subtle moves, because we're not signing huge stars at this time of year, how can you? But it's just challenging others to be better. And it's creating more depth in a team. Um, you know, and, and guys like, I can't say enough about guys like Leonard all year long. I mean, he would have been, again, one of my top candidates for player of the game today. Hmm. He'd just been so consistent all year long. And the defense playing better. The offensive line is playing better. So, really, does that come down to to coaching? Yes, a, a little bit. Because, obviously, they've put their, they, they've put their um, you know, their, their, uh, their mark on the team, and they've tweaked some things and whatever. But definitely, again, it's a. I mean, the offensive line got a few new bodies there, but it's not a wholesale change. These guys played on, under under Ken Austin, but they're starting to get it now. Now, mind you, do we got to be realistic? I mean, Green Green's game today. We're not gonna like. I mean, you know, let's hope we has another game like that again. Yeah, that's but again, not gonna happen every game. Yeah, exactly. All it's going to do is challenge others to perform at a higher level and say, hey, there's spots to be taken here if we don't perform highly. And, uh, you know, it's just it's just great to see. And uh, my player of the game, I'm going to go, I'm going to go like I've done most of the year, go Castillo again, Castillo again. Because I'll tell you why, the kid missed a couple of ones early on, mm-hmm. and he's been so consistent all year. But when we really, really need him, he made a really long one before the half ended, and of course he made the you know the game winner. So it, it, to me, he is the player of the game because even though uh, uh, just based on consistency, obviously on the stats of the game, you'd have to give it to the to the kid Green. But on the basis of consistency all year, how could you argue with that guy? And again, he was just—I mean, this guy—he's amazing. He's amazing. You lose you lose Maurer, who's who was so fabulous last year and apparently still doing very well with Ottawa. And you bring in a kid like this, he's just doing amazing for us. Totally agree so, with all your points, Manny. Appreciate the call. Hey, anytime, my friend. And look forward to uh, next uh, next Friday or next Saturday. Next Saturday. And, uh, with, with the home team. And I tell you, I, you know, second place is not, uh, because, of course, third place is not going to do us any good for any team of these yeah. with the way the standings are. But second place is absolutely attainable. And on most teams, uh, I think in the East, we have at least a game on hand. Uh, if or probably even with a team or two now, but I think we still have a game on hand on Ottawa. So it's uh, it's looking better all the time. And of course, winning solves everything, right? So have a great have a great rest of the morning, my friend. You too, Manny. Thanks for the call. Okay, okay sir. Uh, before we take a break, let's go to Bob, uh, who's called in from London. Hey, Bob, how are you? Great, Rick. Thank you. Really enjoy the show. I'm on a long distance card, so I've only got two minutes for you. Oh, geez. Okay, um, go ahead. I'll give you um, my players of the game. Okay. Uh, split with uh, Mazzoli and Green. Okay. Both were great. Uh, Mazzoli controlling the ball, no turnovers, a couple of big drives uh, late in the game. Mm-hmm. And of course, Green, great game on the ground. I have a question, Rick. Okay. Um, I'm a friend of Mercer Timmis. I uh, followed his career at the University of Calgary. Yes. I was actually in Calgary when he sustained that terrible injury um, on Labor Day. What uh, What are you hearing? I know he's on six-game injured, but mm-hmm. what are you hearing uh, about him right now? I haven't heard whether or not it's a season-ending injury. Uh, I mean, it looked pretty bad, but the prognosis, or at least the return date, uh, hasn't really been announced, so I'm kind of in the dark uh, on that with the rest of the fan base. Um, but, yeah, d- it didn't look very good. And and you know what? They have guys at that position, obviously with Green and with Gable and Scheuermann, who can um, uh, you know uh, provide results at that position. So I don't want to see them rush him back. I know he's a good special teams guy, but, again, you have other guys there too. Let's take you know, our time with Mercer Timmis, because I think here's a guy who has a bright future in terms of having, you know, a pretty, uh, you know, okay CFL career. Might only amount to special teams and the odd carry here and there, but uh, I, I want them to be careful with him. 
Oh, I'm sure they will. I, I just hope that um, he'll be able to recover and contribute. It's ironic. It was his, his best game as a pro yeah. uh, just before he got hurt. It's funny how it works. Rick, I really appreciate it. They're going to cut me off. Thank you so much. Thank you, Bob, for calling. Take care. 905, I guess you just got cut off there. 905-645-3221. That's 905-645-3221. Star 9900 on your cell. You can email rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter at am900chml at Rick Zamprin. When we come back, maybe some of your your phone calls. The phone bank is completely empty, so you have a chance to jump right up to the top of the list. I'm going to go through my check marks and my X's tonight in terms of what I liked and what I did not like uh, from the Tiger Cats on this ball game. Some news from Tiger Cats alumni and what they're going to be doing this coming Saturday, or I guess it'll be next Saturday when the Argos come to town. And uh, more votes for Player of the Game through some emails and tweets that have come in. Uh, Stay tuned. More of the fifth quarter continues here on AM 900 CHML. Welcome back. My name is Rick Samprin, and this is the fifth quarter on AM 900 CHML. We're live after every single Tiger Cats regular season and playoff game, taking your calls at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email your thoughts on tonight's 24-23 Tiger Cats win over the Lions. That email address is rick at 900chml.com, at am 900 chml at Rick Samprin, the uh, tweeting addresses, or Twitter addresses, more commonly known. Uh, checks and balances uh, coming up in a matter of minutes. Uh, my check marks and my X's tonight after the uh, Ticats win. Yes, uh, it wasn't completely perfect. There were some things that uh, I did not like. And uh, maybe this uh, caught your eye uh, throughout uh, the uh, the game tonight. But a last second, or at least with 10 seconds to go, Sergio Castillo hitting a 49-yard field goal right down the pipe to give the Cats a 24-23 win in front of 18,091 fans. You see, BC gets it right. I think they announced how many fans are actually in the stands. And I wish more teams, including the Ticats, did that. But I'm not going to harp on that because it is a Ticats win tonight. We should be happy with uh, the progress that they have made since making the coaching change. It has been... um, not nothing but positives, but there have been uh, a lot of positives on the field. That's for sure. A couple of tweets coming in. This one from Bruce at Rick Samprin. Great game. All players showed up to play. Start the Grey Cup Parade now. LOL. Uh, fifth quarter. Norm writes, well, that was worth staying up for. Alex Green, a revelation. Luke Tasker with the big catch. And Sergio Castillo redeems himself. Uh, Ken on Twitter. They won. Because they could run. How long have we been saying that? Joe tweets, uh, I was off by one. Player of the game, Alex Green. Uh, Ticats fans chill on Twitter. At Rick Samprin writes, if it was Caleros, would have been opposite. We live in B.C. and the only game we don't go to, they win. Ugh. MVP Castillo. Woo. Uh, Joe on Twitter Tweets, uh, great game. New additions played well. Green, player of the game. Filski with the tweet uh, saying, uh, Now can everyone be quiet about wanting to put Caleros back in? Uh, GGBC MVP Castillo. Uh, I guess great game, BC. Uh, Castillo with another vote for player of the game. Mike tweets, a pretty good effort all around. Nice to see some production out of the Canadian receivers. Nothing from Jalen Saunders, though. Uh, He also uh, tweets later on, oh, and Alex Green, easily player of the game. Hawkeye tweets, okay, maybe we should play all our games at 11. Uh, You know what? From a a fifth-quarter perspective, (laughs) no thanks, Hawkeye. I mean, these are fun once in a while, but uh, every night would be, uh, man, uh, you talk about ingesting the orange Pico. Uh, I would be uh, Picoed out. Michael on Twitter, uh, love E. Davis, but feel he has struggled since coming back. Player of the game, Tasker. Uh, you know, Emmanuel Davis, I think, has taken a backseat to Richard Leonard uh, this season for sure. Uh, but let's not forget that Emmanuel Davis had that groin injury, missed, uh, what, what was it, the first six games, was on the six-game injured list, did not partake in training camp. So I think I think as the home stretch comes, Next week, certainly when they visit the Blue Bombers and they host the Stampeders in the last three games of the season, Montreal, Ottawa, Montreal, I think we'll begin to see the old Emmanuel Davis. There are some flashes here and there, 
but uh, let let's not lose sight that uh, he's he was behind the eight ball for the first uh, you know uh, third of the season. I think he'll be back and and he'll come back uh, with some force. I really like the way uh, he plays uh, this game. Uh, Jack on Twitter, Alex Green was a beast out there. The QB need to have better consistency. His passes uh, to Tasker was awful, trying to kill him. Um, yeah, he had Tasker turned around a couple of times, but I think those throws were made out of desperation. Uh, Laura writes that uh, her player of the game is green without question. Hell of a performance. Sandra tweets, tough one, Tasker, Banks, green, can't even pick one. Joe on Twitter, at Rick Samprin, tweets, without a doubt, Alex Green. Hashtag player of the game, hashtag fifth quarter. Michael on Twitter, player of the game is Alex Green. Terrific performance in his debut contest. Honorable mention is Sergio Castillo. Paul J tweets, not enough credit going to the D since the change in D.C. Lolly has done an outstanding job. And I, I can agree with that. You know, when you look at the the points that this team was allowing in the first half of this season, let's go through the list. This is the points allowed by the Ticats defense from games 1 to 8, 32, 37, 41, 31, 60, 33, 39, 37. 31 was the lowest amount of points that this defense had allowed uh, in the first half of the year. The most since is 27, when they lost against the Rough Riders 27-19. Otherwise, it's been 22-22-23. You allow 22-23 points a game in the CFL, you are going to win. More often than not, at least, unless the other D is playing lights out. But, I mean, this defense has a little bit of swagger in its step. We saw some big plays tonight, some big performances tonight by the defense. I mean, it wasn't a sack machine, but when you get sacks from guys like Adrian Tracy and Justin Vaughn and you get quarterback pressures and you get a fumble recovery that Richard Leonard, uh, not only did he have the fumble recovery, but he also forced the fumble. And you have sure-handed tacklers like Larry Dean. And I'd like to see a little more uh, better performance from Simone Lawrence. I, obviously, I don't think he's 100%, but I think he's a guy who, I mean, had two tackles tonight, but he's a guy that can be a disruptor. I want to see a little bit more of that disruptive nature in his, in his game. We see it here and there, but I want to see that consistency come back to his game. Uh, back to the tweets because we still have a lot to get through. Uh, Filsky Fish, who I'm not sure is related to Filsky, uh, but uh, Filsky Fish tweets, uh, Green playing like a beast out there. Glad to see the trader Williams is dropped open passes. Cut Caleros his pay, MVP Green. So Filsky Fish certainly uh, happy that uh, Masoli uh, is engineering some victories of late. Now has won three of his Four starts this season. And uh, Bill on Twitter, at Rick Samprin, tweets, This win will give the morale a real boost. Lots of better play and positive momentum heading into the home stretch. Speaking of that home stretch, they have three more home games and three more road games this season. So they host Toronto next week. They go to Winnipeg in Week 16. Back home to host the Stamps. That won't be easy. Uh, But think of the revenge factor. I mean, they just demolished Hamilton 60-1 to back in Week 6. Then it's at Montreal, at Ottawa, and close out the season at Tim Hortons Field against the Alouettes again. That three-game stretch might be and probably will be the difference in whether this team makes or does not make the uh, the playoffs this season. But what has to happen is that this Ticats team has to not only play better, but win at home. They have one home win this season. They have two on the road. So with three more games, I'm not going to say they're going to sweep their home series because one of those home games is against Calgary, and they're just tough to beat. They have Toronto at home, Calgary at home, and Montreal at home in the season finale. You win two of those three, let's hope they can get two more on the road. At Winnipeg will be tough. But at Montreal and at Ottawa, I mean, the Cats won in Ottawa earlier on this season. It's not out of the realm of possibility that this team can get in. And how how crazy is that to say? 
All right, some news from uh, the alumni of the Hamilton Tiger Cats. They are celebrating two of Hamilton's greatest football teams of all time, the 1957 and 1967 Grey Cup champion teams uh, will be honored by the Hamilton Tiger Cats alumni as they mark their 50th and 60th Grey Cup winning anniversary. So uh, this coming Saturday, September 30th, the alumni is going to be hosting a pregame tailgate party. There's going to be food, some prizes, uh, meet and greets from uh, that era's greatest players and biggest stars. Uh, some of the people who have already confirmed from the 57 team include Conrad Andrichuk, Billy Graham, Bruce Irving, Zeno Cars, and Glenn Timlick. And from the 67 team, Wooly Bethea, Tommy Joe Coffey, Ron Brewer, Bill Danichuk, Dave Fleming, Garney Henley, Bob Krause, John Michaluk, um, Angela Mosca, Bob Steiner, Ed Turek, and Joe Zuger. Plus, there's going to be a ton more alumni from various other teams from the decades gone by. Uh, so here are the finite details. Again, it's a pregame tailgate party. Saturday, September 30th, it goes from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m., at the Holy Trinity Polish Church Hall. That's at 880 Barton Street East at Gage. Uh, just really steps away from Tim Hortons Field. Tickets are 20 bucks, but uh, again, it, it includes a whole slew of food uh, and door prizes. There is a cash bar. Uh, you can get tickets uh, at the door if you want, but uh, better yet, even go online. H-T-C-A-A, that's H-T-C-A-A dot C-A. Uh, to get your tickets to uh, what should be a really fun event. And I hope to see you there. When we come back, some final thoughts. We'll go through the stats tonight, the scoring summary, and my checks and balances for tonight's ball game. We will name our fifth quarter fan of the night, and we'll tabulate the votes for our player of the game as well. You're listening to the fifth quarter on AM 900 CHML. 24-23, Ticats beat the Lions in BC tonight. Hamilton now 3-9. and nine. They are no longer in sole possession of last place in the CFL's East. They are tied for third. I guess you could say they're tied for last. Uh, but they are tied for third with Montreal, both teams now 3-9. and nine. Uh, Toronto is 10 points. They're four points up on uh, the Tiger Cats and the Owls. And uh, Ottawa, which uh, lost in Winnipeg tonight, 29-9, to now 5 Eight and one on the season, and if Ottawa has to do any more, uh, or if they have to play any more games with third-string quarterback Ryan Lindley as their starter, they might be in for a world of hurt. He was 16 of 36 tonight, 151 passing yards. He had no TDs, and he threw an interception as well. So uh, Ottawa hoping and praying that Trevor Harris is going to be back sooner rather than later. doesn't look like Drew Tate is going to be anywhere close to returning. So that's the scenario in the East. Ottawa one-point lead on Toronto. Toronto is four points ahead of Hamilton and Montreal. Out West, Calgary still the king of the castle at 10-1-1, 21 points on the season, 10 more than Ottawa. Uh, Winnipeg is 18 points. They're 9-3. The Eskimos started hot but have faded of late. Uh, they're 7-5 and five with 14 points. They have a two-point cushion on both Saskatchewan and B.C. who have 12, although the Riders have played two less games than the Lions. Uh, Saskatchewan 6-5, and five, the Leos 6-7, and seven, uh, I guess you could say in the virtual basement of the CFL West Division. A couple of emails, this one from Alan from St. Catharines. Uh, he writes, I'm really impressed in how they played tonight. Defense is getting stronger every game. I thought Justin Vaughn and Nikita Whitlock were great. For a guy who's only 250 pounds, he is a beast. On offense, what a pickup for us getting Shamad Chambers. When we get Andy Fantuz back, our receivers are going to be amazing. Hard to believe that Jalen Saunders was non-existent tonight. That Alex Green guy was rock solid. I honestly think him him and Ross Scheuermann, when healthy, should be out there. Next week against Toronto is huge. We need everyone out in the stands. The weather feels like mid-August, and there is no reason why we can't sell out and make some noise. I'm going to the game next week and bringing some people with me. I actually think we will pull this season off and make the playoffs. The changes we have made so far since Austin has been gone has been noticed. It's a different team, a team I like watching and have a passion for. Go Cats go. Player of the game, uh, according to Alan, Shamad Chambers. And he writes, P.S., why would we use up our only challenge after Abuono lost his challenge when the score was only 8-8? It uh, Was it a waste of a challenge, do you think? That email 
from Alan. Yes, I thought that challenge was a waste. The score at the time is, it's, it's actually 11-8 for BC. Brandon Manx makes an incredible catch with a minute 43 to go on the far sideline. And uh, after review, after Wally Bono throws his challenge flag saying, no, no, the, the, the football hit the ground, uh, the replay officials indeed saw that the football had hit the ground as Banks was coming down. He basically used the ground to make the catch. Uh, even so, it was still an incredible catch, even though it was a non-catch. So June Jones says, hey, you know what, I'm going to th- throw my challenge flag here now, saying that there was pass interference on that play. And so they went to to the replay, and there was no pass interference against BC. And I thought at that moment, I mean, 11-8, I mean, we're not even in the second half. You only have one challenge a game. Why would you you burn it there? I mean, it wasn't a game-changing play. You're down by three. Yeah, okay, maybe you would have had the football at midfield with, uh, you know, a couple minutes to play in the half. But uh, I think June Jones should have kept it in his pocket. Maybe it was the emotion of the catch. It was... uh, uh, you know, one of those phenomenal kind of head-turning plays, uh, but still, you gotta you gotta have that foresight to say, eh, there might be a bigger play down down the road that I can use my challenge flag." Now, that didn't come to be, thank goodness. But uh, still, I think those are some of the little things. You know, we talked about time management in the past, but uh, here's another example of June Jones. I think still kind of getting used to the whole CFL game. Uh, One more email to get to. I don't want to uh, disregard this one. This one from uh, Angelo. Holy Mackinac, congratulations to the Tiger Cats. We went into hostile territory and came out victorious. Let's call them the Cardiac Cats tonight. Offensively, I thought, again, Masoli managed the game well, didn't make glaring mistakes, and great balance with play calling. The O-line gave Masoli enough time to make positive plays, and I thought the fact that they kept it second and manageable was a key in the game. Awesome running game, by the way. Uh, Defensively, the guys played with great energy, emotion, and aggression. They bent but did not break as a unit, playing with confidence and just having fun out there and finally getting rewarded for it. Just a great team win tonight. Player of the game is Alex Green, that email from Angelo. And there is, uh, no, that would be uh, pretty much it for the emails and the tweets. I thought there was one more, but that was a uh, a duplicate one that I had already uh, relayed to you. All right, some checks and balances, the things I like tonight. Number one, this team, the Ticats, played hard all game despite the time change. A for effort tonight. Alex Green, what a find. Again, I mean, they let him go in training camp, but to bring him back, was a great move. Hamilton now has a running back weapon again. Big check mark for no turnovers tonight. They forced a turnover. They got one point from that turnover. It was the Rouge. They won by one point tonight. That was huge. Shamad Chambers gets a check mark tonight. And excess tonight on throwing that challenge flag to both coaches. Sergio Castillo in the first half, because he missed his first two, but man, oh man, did he ever redeem himself just before the halftime and in the second half. And, um... I, I just thought that that was one of the most exciting, uh, not only endings, but just games. It was so back and forth. I thought uh, two thumbs up to both teams. Uh, one more tweet coming in from Judy, who says uh, Alex Green for sure is her player of the game. The player of the game voted by you, the fans, tonight is Alex Green. Our fifth quarter fan of the night tonight is Manny, and this is what Manny had to say. Good morning, Manny. How are you? Good, buddy. How are you doing? Thanks. I am good, and thank you for holding. Oh no problem. Uh, I'll always I'll always be on no matter what time of the what time of the morning or what time of the night, buddy. <laughs> Appreciate it. So what do you think tonight? Well, I'll tell you what. One day I'm going to call in Rick and I'm not going to talk about personnel. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, but it won't be tonight. It's not tonight. All right. Okay. What do you okay, got? Okay. So listen, I I you know I've been talking about it all, all year and and really that's what it comes down to again. I mean, what's happening now is that is that players? Uh, there'd be obviously some players have been shuffled around. Banks is uh, not the returner he used to be anymore, but obviously he's finding niche now as a receiver. He doesn't have to focus so much on the return game or at all on the return game. Right. Um, obviously, the big the players that weren't were our stars that weren't playing as well, including Banks at the beginning of the year, are starting to step up more, uh, step up better, and and performing better. And really, but again, we're coming down to personnel. Is is that Players are being challenged in positions now. Uh, what, with what Green did today, uh, at the very least, is going to make Gable that much 
uh, more uh, ready or prepared or want to get in there again. If Mazzoli was to falter, and I hope he doesn't, but if he's to falter, I can bet you we'll see a better Zach Kolaris when he can get that chance again. And in, in all positions, the kid uh, uh, Jones, all year, he's dropped some really critical passes. And, you know, and now, unfortunately, with this band that he had, creates and Chambers had a hell of a game. And, you know, so all these little sometimes subtle moves, because we're not signing huge stars at this time of year, how can you? But it's just challenging others to be better. And it's creating more depth in a team. Um, you know, and, and guys like I can't say enough about guys like Leonard all year long. I mean, he would have been, again, one of my top candidates for player of the game today. Hmm. He just been so consistent all year long and a defense playing better. The offensive line is playing better. So really, does that come down to to coaching? Yes, a, a little bit, because obviously they've put their they, they've put their, um, you know, their their. Uh, their mark on the team, and they've tweaked some things and whatever. But definitely, again, it's a. I mean, the offensive line got a few new bodies there, but it's not a wholesale change. These guys played on, under under Ken Austin, but they're starting to get it now. Now, mind you, do we got to be realistic? I mean, Green Green's game today. We're not gonna like. I mean, you know, let's hope we has another game like that again. Yeah, but that's but not again, gonna happen every game. Yeah, exactly. And all it's going to do is challenge others to perform at a higher level and say, hey, there's spots to be taken here if we don't perform highly. And, uh, you know, it's just it's just great to see. And uh, my player of the game, I'm going to go, I'm going to go like I've done most of the year, go Castillo again, Castillo again. Because I'll tell you why, the kid missed a couple of ones early on, mm-hmm. and he's been so consistent all year. But when we really, really need him, he made a really long one before the half ended, and of course he made the you know the game winner. So it, it, to me, he is the player of the game because even though uh, uh, just based on consistency, obviously on the stats of the game, you'd have to give it to the to the kid Green. But on the basis of consistency all year, how could you argue with that guy? And again, he was just. I mean, this guy, he's amazing. He's amazing. You lose you lose Maurer, who's, who was so fabulous last year and apparently still doing very well with Ottawa, and you bring in a kid like this, he's just doing amazing for us. Totally agree so, with all your points, Manny. Appreciate the call. Hey, anytime, my friend, and look forward to uh, next uh, next Friday or next Saturday. Next Saturday. And, uh, with, with the home team. And I tell you, I, you know, second place is not uh, because, of course, third place is not going to do us any good for any team of these yep. with the way the standings are. But second place is absolutely attainable. And on most teams, uh, I think in the East, we have at least a game on hand. Uh, if or probably even with a team or two now, but I think we still have a game on hand on Ottawa. So it's uh, it's looking better all the time, and of course, winning solves everything, right? So have a great have a great rest of the morning, my friend. You too, Manny. Thanks for the call. Manny's our fifth quarter fan of the night. Again, player of the game, Alex Green. One more uh, email to get to from Brian, a quickie. Uh, Rick, I just have to express my appreciation for your splendid effort to be up and running at 2.46 on a Saturday morning. Uh, we Tiger Cat fans need an outlet, win or lose, and you provide this like no one else. By the way, my player of the game, Jeremiah Masoli, he has changed the season for us. Uh, we're back at it next Saturday when the Ticats host the Argos. Hey, download the fifth quarter podcast on Google Play and iTunes or check it out online at 900chml.com. My name is Rick Samprin. Thanks for listening to the fifth quarter on AM 900 CHML.